Hey everybody, just a quick announcement. We are now part of the Educated Mess Network, a network dedicated to educating about very specific topics. There you can check out our buddies Ryan, Josh, and Greg on their podcast Rumor Flies, where they do sort of a Mythbusters type thing and deep dive into common misconceptions to see if they are truth or lie. And then you can also check out Jack of All Trades and the wonderful podcast, Everything But Murder. So please head over to the Educated Mess Network. The link will be in the episode description, and you can check us out on our new network. Thank you. Hey guys, as always, the Psy Character Podcasts are not experts. These are just our own personal opinions and experiences. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome to Side Characters, the podcast about diversity and nerd culture. I'm Jordan. And I'm Leah. And welcome to... So, so... <laughs> you're gonna, you, you, okay, you're going to come into this episode and be like, oh yeah, it's probably going to be called like Media Roundup or we're going to find some fun title. But you're coming to this episode after having four hours of side characters, like very serious episodes. And then you're going to come to this where we're just like, ah! <laughs> because neither of us is in a very serious mood. I'm finally lightening up after a yeah. very stressful week, and it's it's been fun. Our conversations pre-show are fun. <laughs> and I don't even know if Jordan can hear all of my laughter because we're on Discord, and Discord cuts out some of that oh, yeah. shit. So you might not even hear all of the laughter. But Jordan recording Jordan or editing Jordan, editor Jordan. He'll hear all the laughter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like a, a week in the future, Jordan will be like, ah. Exactly. So. But um, right now we're having fun. So yeah. um, <laughs> let's we're going to start. So, we're, yeah, we're having fun. So let's start with the series topic so we can enjoy the rest of the episode. Yeah. Well, we should tell them what this is going to be. Oh, yeah. You know, look, I don't care. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not in charge. They don't um, need to know. So, to, so like I said. Yeah, it's a free flow. We're doing like a free flow, just like a media roundup, like just stuff that we've been doing recently that we've enjoyed, just like in the in between of another like really serious episode coming out soon. Um, but like we just wanted to talk about some media that we've been enjoying recently, some issues with that media, if there are any, and just have like, you know, kind of a catch me up episode on our you know, media. And watching. hey, maybe maybe you'll get some recommendations of shit you should partake in and stuff you shouldn't. There's only oh one, two things on this list that I wrote that I could actually use as recommendations. Uh, th- okay, fine. Half of my list is because I forgot I put Pokemon on there too. Pokemon. Actually, no, I'm gonna, cu- I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna, no, no. You did that. Per- I'm gonna cut out what I did because that, like, you know, the like halfway break in anime where it's like Full Metal Alchemist, and then you come full back from commercial Metal Full Metal Alchemist. You just yeah, did like the Pokemon. On- <laughs> <laughs> that people on Instagram use and don't know Full Metal Alchemist. No, you full, full Metal Alchemist. Full Metal Alchemist. Full Alchemist. Metal Alchemist. I and when I watched it, I would do it every single time. So full Metal Alchemist. I always expect full it to be related to something like nerdy, but it's sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's like fashion, and I'm like, what is happening? We've descended into the era of noises, where era where noises are the new memes, and they're not photos anymore. It's all sound. Well, it's it's like the thing in like every um like time travel or like messing with like you know time paradox and paradox things is like something got messed with, and now all of our media is blending together. Because you told me that like one of the Cowboy Bebop songs is being used in um TikToks like for cute animal video or well, weird animal oh, yeah. videos. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like. Why would that song be like who grabbed that and it's like this is gonna be like the thing we use now? Like all of our media is blending together like like a time parrot. Someone went back in time and fucked with something they shouldn't have. It's also that it's like it is interesting that it's been like it's been it's been photos, like photo memes, and now we're on to sound based memes where it's like, hello, the entirety of the pandemic, everybody's been obsessed with Bo Burnham's inside, which I did finally watch, and literally every single one songs where if you tell, like, I was talking with my friend and we were like, 
if you don't know what these things are, how can we be friends? Where it's like, if somebody goes, don't overthink it. Or uh, Jeffrey Bezos, like that whole thing <laughs> is like, you know that. But now, now, this day's showing that I'm more up to date. It's if somebody goes, material girl, or the the abomination that is people who don't know this. This is going to be, if you don't know what this is, you're going to be like, what the fuck is she talking about? But that is... The five new Five Nights at Freddy game, where it's, where it's them, where it's her going, Freddy, you should be in lockdown, and then Freddy goes, Vanessa, and then they switch it to Vanessa, I'm a material girl, <laughs> and it's the abomination hey. of Five Nights at Freddy's mixed with material girl. So what I, is I happening? think you're you're fur- you're further solidifying my thoughts because like someone messed went back in time and messed with something, but it used to be I was like the pop pop culture side like really heavy and leah's like i don't understand these memes and stuff and now leah's just went on that thing and i didn't understand any of the Dude, shit you that have to both know what the song the new ma- material girls girls spelled g-w-o-r-l bro um, bro what are you talking about yeah so there's a song that was popular where it was people showing and then you have to know what five nights at freddy's is which no one who's using this on Instagram knows Five Nights at or Instagram and TikTok knows what Five Nights at Freddy is because I told my friend who knew the who knew the Freddy you should be in lockdown but did not know what Five Nights at Freddy's was which if you don't know is like the internet's game like it's this it you oh. it was this series of games that like game theorist and whatever did that they're that they reviewed and stuff and it's like full of in-depth lore but it's a horror game with animatronics Okay, Leah. So really quick, I'm to not spoil what we're doing in the future, but Five Nights at Freddy's is another Sonic the Hedgehog. Is all I have to say. Like, yeah. With the things that I've seen all life, Five Nights at Freddy's. Is oh, absolutely, Sonic the Chica. It's, come on, yeah, Chica. And it's and I don't know why. Because anyways, because it got we, too we, big. Anyways, back on we need, subjects. We, we need to talk about the serious thing first. And look, but really, someone went back and like effed with time because i used to be the pop culture one who's like comes in with like oh my god you should watch this funny thing leah's like what and now leah's like sending me tiktoks and stuff and i'm just like what is any of this yeah and he's like i don't listen to them with sound on and i was like but that's where the memes are (laughs) the way you said that is like exactly how like i said it but i was like yeah i don't listen to it with sound though what are you talking about (laughs) yeah that's that's the entirety of the joke <laughs> i just so anyways any, okay so the serious thing that we wanted to get out of the way first is we talked about this on like another i think another media roundup episode with yeah. uh, um attack on titan um we're finally in the final throes of attack on titan this is the quote-unquote final season part two of the animated um, is being in so so the manga ended and like i complained about the ending on another show but like the anime is ending and like they're animating the last arc and um it's finally coming out it's been coming out weekly at this point um at the point of this recording four episodes have been well five technically episodes have been released and you know it's going through but i guess one of the things that starts happening is in the anime as it's ending is that there was kind of a heel turn of a certain character and that character has kind of gone through his um war crime phase in is being kind of horrible and there's things coming up like genocide and um possible other war crimes and discrimination and all of that is getting thrown out it's the it's the character that everybody if you watch tiktok you know from that thing where it's like you kind of smell like a baka aaron yeager that's the character, Aaron Yeager, which you might know from that little snippet, not from the actual show, since we were going on that pop culture binge. Anyways, okay. back to subjects. Okay, Leah, do me a favor, take three breaths. You're going to be all right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Leah is falling apart because we're recording a little bit later than we normally do. Um, oh. But so, and so through all the, like, because Attack on Titan is a very political anime. Whether you follow the political side of it or not or you're into just like the action it is very political and it does do a like very strong commentary on politics um it is a world war ii analogy so you can see why issues would arise from that um 
especially in the fourth season, there deals with like a set of characters being kind of the victim characters in being analogous to you know certain things that happened in World War II. And then there are the um I guess the bad guys who are kind of analogous to the Nazis. And that's where the issues lie because now certain people are interpreting this how they want to. Um, Lots of fascist groups have decided to latch on to this and praise the wrong things about this anime. And I guess, so I am in the thick of it watching it and I have been following this since it started, well, since it became popular on Netflix like four or five years ago. Leah hasn't really but this is starting to bleed into Leah's life. And I just kind of want to see, we really wanted to talk about this, like how both of us are seeing this. Yeah. Yeah. Because here's, here's the perspective from my end. So here's what's been going on. I just want to give a little context of what's been going on in the world recently, which is that there's a bunch of stuff that's been happening. Um, People were held hostage at a synagogue in Texas. Um, in Ottawa, in Canada, there was protests that were anti-government regulations, but then just turned into protests of literally everything, with people, particularly minorities, being afraid to leave their homes because people were spewing hate at them. And then pretty much in the same time frame, um, the a graphic novel Mouse, which is an amazing graphic novel um, from written long time ago at this point really we quick kids, really quick mouse spelled m-a-u-s not mouse m-o-u-s-e mouse yeah mouse and it's a series of uh graphic novels about basically it's world war Two in a holocaust camp um but with animals instead of people and it's really really well done and it was banned in a School district in, I believe, Tennessee. Um, And it's been a whole thing because this is like, people are being like, well, you're afraid to teach this in schools. And so there's, oh, and Whoopi Goldberg was uh, suspended from The View because she made comments about the Holocaust. Um, Yes. Wait, comments about how she didn't think the Holocaust was real, pretty much. I didn't read that story. All I knew was that she (laughs) did it and was like, I don't need to see more of this currently because the amount of Holocaust-related content on my feed at that point was just putting me in actual physical distress. So there's been a lot of Holocaust-related and World War II-related things going on currently. At the same time, Attack on Titan has started, which has... War crimes. Well, we, which, again, war crimes. it's analogous. It's an analogy for World War. Very, very clearly, an analogy for World War Two. If you watch the thir- like in the first three seasons, really, in the first three and a, two and a half seasons really don't do that. Like when you get to the end of the third season, you get like the big picture of what is going on, and then you're like, oh shit, this is a World War Two analogy. First two seasons, none of that is there. And then suddenly it makes this heel turn. And the fourth season is really about that type of stuff. Yeah. But um, really quick correction, though. Um, Whoopi Goldberg, um, her comment about the Holocaust was that it was not about race. That's all. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's. (laughs) Just wanted to, because I said something that wasn't technically what she said. I just want to, on record, have what it is. Clarify. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) that's what's been happening in the world. And then, how did I know that Attack on Titan had started again? Um, well, because my Instagram explore page and my TikTok explore page are very well cultivated in that when anime content that's big comes up, it tends to appear and manga content come on your page. Like, I think most of us who partake of those medians know that, that like when big shit happens in those realms and you follow that stuff, it bleeds into your explore page. So like, that's why I know about the you kind of smell like a baka Aaron Yeager thing. I've known for years because of this partaking of this stuff that everybody loves Aaron Yeager. They were obsessed with him. They loved him to bits. That was a whole thing. It was an obsession. And then as soon as the season started, I started seeing content about Attack on Titan on my on my page. Except that content ranged from people being sad about it to people defending him and saying well i've already invested too much time in aaron yeager i'm still gonna keep liking him 
Ooh. And Yikes. and being like, whoopsie, you did a war crime. Ah, oh, that's fine. Uh, and just some, I think I sent one to Jordan the other day that was like extra appalling because it's clear that these people aren't, like some of the people are making jokes. Some of the people aren't making jokes that they still are like, how do I like, they're still very much supporting this character because they've loved this character for so long. And it's like, it's just kind of like that, that kind of crossover where, you know, how we talked on the artist versus the material thing and how, how do you support horrible humans where, you know, people will defend artists. They're like, no, they didn't do that horrible shit. They didn't do those things. It's fine. Um, it kind of started to feel like that. And so I talked to Jordan being like, hey, I'm seeing this. And holy fuck, the timing of this all makes me incredibly scared. Well, and I guess to clarify a little bit more, because, I mean, again, I should probably put a spoiler warning for the first however many minutes of this show. But, like, um, spoilers, again, if you're getting to here and, like, you weren't kind of spoiled before, it's going to get worse. Um, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Um, so for the last season, so we, so first season, Aaron Yeager is this kid who gets the power of a Titan and like, he's like, yeah, we're going to defeat the Titans and like, you know, expand the walls and like, you know, save and change humanity. Second season is kind of that. And like with a couple more hiccups happening, third season, they finally like get out to the like third wall of this like whole world that is in the like, okay, we're clearing this out and we're going to explore the rest of the world and see what's out there. And then fourth season, um, Aaron, spoilers, 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 Aaron um, is the main antagonist in the anime pretty much. And it goes from this hopeful kid who wanted to save and change the world to this kid who does things in order to incite war so that he can destroy those he sees as his enemy. And he ha the thing is, he does have a right to be angry because his people are oppressed and treated in a certain way. But he, but in turns, he's, he poisons his own people, um, pretty much. In, he poisons his own people and in later episodes incites an event that will wipe out most of humanity and he war, war, war and then in the early in the earlier um part of the season that has already been out um he pretty much does a terroristic event in like the middle of this like it was a militaristic um festival but there was tons of innocence but he pretty much sets off a bomb in the middle of the city pretty much of turning into a titan in the middle of the city of innocence and killing a military well a military ambassador and all of this and it's just like all this stuff like starts going down and in parts like yes i understand these are the enemies as seen in the anime but it's also the point of him writing this is like showing it's like that all these people are still people. So you do see the humanity on both sides. Blah, 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 blah. Read it if you want. But <clears throat> the issue is that the things that Aaron does are horrible. And like they're, said, they're literal, no literal war crimes. And the defending of that character in the things that he doesn't be like, oh man, he still has my support. And yeah, Gil was like, if it was any other way shown then you would be like you no one would be on this dude's side and the issue and i think the scary part for me who's been in the thick of it this whole time is that this story was taken up by people who have fascist ideals and far-leaning right ideals to be like oh yes we are the victims we are the Aaron Yeagers of the world we need to stand up and crush those who oppose us and that is terrifying and for me that's that is ter terrifying but it's for me what's more terrifying is the fact that these people who are on Instagram and stuff who love anime and stuff don't seem to be outright fascists and they're still supporting things that have terrible parallels to fascism and war crimes and horrible destroying things about humanities and it just all it makes me think about is like 
I get that they're trying to say that it's like this guy who is, who is, was good and you're supposed to be like, oh yeah, he's been turned into this monster. But the problem is, is I don't think they've done it a good enough job showing that he's a monster now and people still want to be on his side and they're still going to support him. And holy fuck, what the, what does that mean for when that happens in real life? What does that mean when there's some celebrity or person or politician who everyone loves and you just let them get away with shit because they're like this is the problem is that for me it's so incredibly scary you're talking about donald trump what happens if some celebrity does all these things that everybody passes off because oh my god it's already happened well, I, yeah, but also it's going to get worse, yeah, but it's already thing, happened at a big scale. Holy shit. Yeah, it's happened multiple times throughout history, but it's just that it's just that it's it feels instead like the show isn't saying that it's that it's not saying what Jordan's said that it's supposed to say, which is supposed to be a condemnation. It feels instead from someone who at the outside that pe- what people are getting from it is that you should support things like this and that it's okay. And rather than like doing what it should be, which is just outright saying that this is horrible because everybody's saying this is war crimes, but they're also not acting like this is a bad thing because they're still supporting this guy. I'm like, it's a fucking war crime. When did that stop making sense? It just, it just, it, it, and with everything happening with the Holocaust right now being brought up, I'm just, it's, it's terrifying. It's, it, it is upsetting because, um, like, like you said, it's how Aaron easily Sy- people are indoctrinated. It, 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 and that's the thing, which is hilarious to me, because the the story, the latter half of the story, is about how indoctrination is bad, and like we get this character Reiner who goes over to Aaron's side, and, like you know, infiltrates the military, and like pretends he's basically a sleeper agent, pretends to be like their friend and stuff, and but he's actually his goal is to get the Founding Titan and like destroy their island. But then like in the fourth season, he comes back from all of that and he's like talking to his family and stuff who are like, oh yes, the people on this island, they're monsters, they need to be eradicated. And it's like, well no, they're not monsters. They're humans just like this. They're they're farmers. They're trying to protect their own. They're and it's like seeing like He's seeing the lines of like, oh, this whole time I was raised to think that the people on this island were evil monsters, and when I got over there, they weren't. And it's like showing like what indoctrination and all that stuff did to his brain of being raised with, oh yes, this yeah. whole you fight for your country, and like, and he is. I, it's I don't think that how it's being conveyed is on the anime side for me, not having watched it. I think seeing what's happening means that what that whatever message he's attempting to do is not coming through correctly. Yeah. And, and, and that's unfortunate. And I, and I agree because like reading it and being someone who can critically think about these things and like analyze it and like look at the story as a whole is like I see the point that he was trying to get at. And also I see how he completely botched the ideas that he was trying to get at as well and i'm like talking and i was talking to a friend a while back and they were like well i don't really see the issues with it and it's like well yeah that's because you can critically think and you can see the side of it that he was trying to go for and realize that he didn't quite make it but still see it as like a in a positive light of what he was trying to get at there are other people who don't necessarily see that and i know that people are going to sit here and be like oh it's just an anime it's not going to be that thing but media has a strong and heavy influence on our reality and it's just like even little things like um cops and stuff taking up the symbol of the punisher and misconstruing that as we need to punish evil even though the punisher was against all of that stuff and militarizing the police etc 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 it's the same type of thing people will look at this anime and like latch on to this idea that they think exists in it even though it's kind of speaking opposite of that because it wasn't in attack on titan's case it just wasn't done in the best of ways also the fact is is that the timing's poor the timing's awful and somebody should have realized that and and maybe waited or done something else i don't know i don't think they could have really realized it honestly yeah yeah 
it's yeah it's just and again like i know some people are going to hear what we're saying and be like oh well it's just an anime it's not that big of a deal but it, again there are like i said very people with like very fascistic ideals like have taken this up and been like oh yes this is speaking my language and i'm the aaron yeager and i need to and it's like it's one of those things where it's like you get these types of people who rise up on the wrong type of thing and are speaking these things and it only solidifies it's one of the things that helps solidifies their ideals well and to, the other thing that's important to me and we'll talk about this probably a lot next week is that i think we've done a pretty decent job on this show of showing the impact of what media has on a person's life. Jordan and me have said that the fact that we had less role models and that has had an impact on our lives and how we want to see more diversity and how that impacts that. Like we've repeatedly said that. So doesn't it make sense that when you show someone who like, like this and committing war crimes and people are forgiving them, that war crimes are still liking them anyways for those war crimes doesn't that also mean that it has like an impact yeah and and, and the thing is like even in the anime like at the very end of it spoiler 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 um but at the very end of it he's not truly condemned all that much yes he's taken out he's guilty but like his friends forgive him and it's like shown as oh his actions lead to a bright new future type of thing and like they have a grave marker for him and that they go to and like, you know, celebrate his life at. And it's just like, but he also yeah, did that. commit genocide and also did um poison a lot of people on his side and turned them into titans because reasons. But like, I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like, it was never, at least in my mind, it might, if, we, if I watch anime get there, I'll, I'll correct myself on a later episode. But like, in my mind, it was never condemned as much. And he was, at the very end of the day, shown as a hero. And it was like one of those things was like, I don't like that because that has a very ugly precedence. I know that we're all afraid of cancel culture in this day and age and canceling someone. But the fact that we still have debates of whether you should go back in time and shoot Hitler as a kid. I just think that there are so, and I'm saying that only because we currently were making a World War II fucking analogy, that there are some people who you might be okay not forgiving. Yeah. We're not saying go back in time and kill Aaron Jaeger because that's impossible because he's not real. But like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe recognize that the actions of a character of that character were horrible and maybe not be like, yeah, you know what? He did this for the better of his own people. It's like, mm, doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. There is literally a scene in the manga where like they show one of the Titans that he controls trample a child. And it's just like, oh yeah, maybe, maybe he's evil. Maybe he's bad. <laughs> I, you know what? I, let's just say, Look at the story as a whole, how Aaron is treated, and and um, look at the, oh yes, he did it for the good of his people, and then also look at World War II and be like, hmm, interesting, this analogy goes a little bit deeper than we think. And that is all I have to say. <laughs> okay. Let's get to the fun stuff. <laughs> Let's get to the fun stuff. Clea, what, what should we talk yeah, about what, first? Sorry, sorry we top loaded this with some really dark stuff, but let's have some fun. Leo, just pick a topic out of the list that we made and just talk about it. Okay, let's talk about dinosaurs versus fairies. Which would be a great <laughs> movie that Hollywood please pick this up and give me and Leah credit for it. Thank you. Yeah, so this entire thing was based on a clip I watched today about, or a couple days ago, I can't remember when it was, I think it was today, of Brandon Lee Mulligan, one of the internet's favorite dungeon masters, uh, Dimension 20, talking about on Um Actually the fact that dinosaurs are the first lore for most nerds. So he was basically saying that if you know someone who likes Star Trek at age 20, then you know that they like that they likely liked dinosaurs at age four, like that dinosaurs are the foundational thing for most nerds, which talking with a lot of people, I, I was like, this is interesting. And then I started talking with people about what they liked and 
I personally think that there are a couple alternative lures that exist. Now, for people my age, I've talked to many, many women my age currently in the past couple days because I'd already talked to a friend about this recently. I think the alternative to dinosaurs is fairies. And I'm not talking, we're not talking fairy dicks right now. We may talk about that later. But not fairy smut or like fairies as they currently exist in fiction. We're talking like pixies, brownies, gnomes, like hardcore, hardcore fairy shit that you like, you like, you look at, they live in mushrooms and are flower fairies and have names and specific powers and stuff like that. Because all of us had apparently this book called Fairies spelled with an E, um, that had detailed illustrations and we all looked at that and it was obsessive phase and it's the same as what people did with dinosaurs and that's my alternative lore now that you either liked dinosaurs or you liked fairies or in the case of jordan so here really quick here's what i actually realized while you were saying this thing is that i don't Uh i i think i had a very small very small dinosaur phase not like oh yes kid has all these what i think it actually was for me was space superheroes and robots because i remember we watched star wars at a very young age i think that space i think that superheroes is a whole nother thing though i think superheroes is people's second lore. It, it, and that's what i'm saying it could be but i know for sure that it was definitely space and robots and i think it was robots yeah. because of space because star wars has robots and the stormtroopers to me as a young kid were robots yeah, I think robots is another alternative lore. And it's just funny that we all have these obsessive things. But like I was talking with uh, Glenn, who's been on a previous episode, and she, you know, is a, 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 a fantasy woman. She loves fantasy. <laughs> so you said but, she's um, a fantasy woman. A whole different image just pops in mind. She's a fantasy woman. And just hey, like, like I'm just hey, imagining like also, wings and she's like, has like the like rose petals blowing by. She's a fantasy woman. And she like, yeah, I'm so sorry. Hey, she is probably the person I know who most, most looks like an elven woman. I gotta say. I, yeah. I, will, wise, like, she I mean, also I, fits this, that. And I don't mean this as an insult, Glenn. So if you ever listen to this, I think she, to me, she looks more like a witch. You know, could also be could also be conceived, but uh, she went through a dinosaur phase too. Yeah. So, which is like, yeah. So, I just love this idea that it's like we all had these little phases as, as kids, and it's like, what was your phase? Dinosaurs or fairies or robots? We'll throw in robots. I feel like robots is a safe alternative. Dinosaurs, fairies, or robots? Tell us, tell email us. Tell us what you dinosaur- want. Dinosaur, fairies, or robots? <laughs> that's the that's the. Uh, they're not gonna get to it till thirty minutes in, but that's the title of the episode. Is I'm, I gotta write this down? Is dinosaurs, fairies, or robots? Dinosaurs, fairies, or robots? Dinosaurs, fairies, or robots? <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. I gotta put a comma there. Hold on, hold on. Dinosaurs, fairies, or robots? And I, I, I mean, I, I, I will agree with you. It's like, like, but I, I was also a very weird kid. And I and I think you're right when you say it's like the superhero stuff was secondary because yeah I think Batman was a little bit older I think yeah. I think it was like yeah six I'm talking like Batman. the early kid like six and seven talking Batman. like the early shit because because <laughs> in our age group too if you get later enough then it's Harry Potter that trumps everything well, like so you have to like do a, what's like the phase before Harry Potter elementary middle school is Harry Potter yeah so what's the earliest one is probably going to be dinosaurs or fairies we're talking like three or four years old man. Yeah. What's your first impression? I watched Star Wars in the Fairies. in the old house, so I was at least between ages one and five when I first saw Star Wars. Oh. That's why that's why I'm that's saying impressive. for me, like it was probably start like space and robots because we watched Star like the first Star Wars when I was very young. And then I remember when did ba- hold on Batman Animated Series came out in ninety two, but when did Batman for uh Batman and Robin come out? Because then that was oh ninety seven, so I would have been sick. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. So Batman and Robin isn't quite. So that's the second stage yeah, that's for me. Secondary. So superheroes. So superheroes was second secondary. But yeah, I think space for me because my mom really likes Star Wars and Star Trek and all that. I think that's what was for me because my mom was uh, nerd. Mine was spies, spies and archaeology. <laughs> and that's because you're like more of a nerd than me somehow. <laughs> Well, and it's because of what my dad read to me growing up. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I um, love how we're both like, oh yeah, our parents gave us a very specific piece of media. <laughs> like our, our parents gave us a very specific piece of media that we latched on to. And oh, yeah, I mean, 
Absolutely. Partly I am an engineer because of robots. So I am absolutely an archaeologist because of Elizabeth Peters' Amelia Peabody series. That is entirely the reason most archaeologists, I know multiple archaeologists who have that as the reason why they're archaeologists. <laughs> It's a given. Okay, so yeah. Um, me, me next. I'm gonna pick your a, turn. Yeah, yeah. Me next. We're gonna we're not lightning round because we're gonna talk about it a little bit each. But like, we're gonna do like a lightning round of like, oh hey, here's a topic that I'm not do. lightning round, but also well, it's lightning gonna be round. quick. It's not. We're not gonna do what we did with Attack on Titan where we spent 20 minutes on it. But we're also not gonna spend like no. One I second. just you said lightning round. You hey, lightning, not lightning. Screw you. Um. So okay. okay. Here, Leah, pick a number between one and two. Oh my god, do I need to roll a, a okay. two? A two? Okay, so we're doing video game music as art. So, okay. very recently, um, because of a dear friend of mine has been getting very, 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 very into the Hollow Knight um, video game, um, I have also fallen back into Hollow Knight very hard. But one thing that we've like both kind of latched onto out of Hollow Knight was um, the soundtrack, and like the soundtrack is full orchestral soundtrack, and it's just absolutely beautiful. And like as someone like I'm not saying that I'm like a music PhD or whatever, but as someone who like did music in high school and actually like really cares about the technical side of music, the Hollow Knight soundtrack is very technically good, and it's just. One of those things where it's like people are like, oh yeah, it's like video games aren't art and stuff like. And there's been that argument: is video game, is are video games art? And the thing is that I truly do think that video game soundtracks and music are truly art. After listening to Hollow Knight, and I've been kind of oh, like yeah. branching out to it's like the composer of Hollow Knight of the Hollow Knight soundtrack. And I'll post a song for you, Leah, just so you can like hear what I'm talking about. Like the composer of it is an actual genius. Like, he does a very good job at just, like, using the leitmotifs, the, um, using, like, you know, re recurring themes, um, certain sounds and certain things that will pop up throughout the album and, like, putting it all there in this just very beautiful soundtrack. And I've just been eating that stuff well, out. I... <laughs> <laughs> eating that stuff up i'm gonna cut that oh, can we... no <laughs> no let me cut in. that i wish we i wish we had i wish we had a video feed so you could see my face as soon as i made that party and slim where i just like stopped those, like <laughs> you have to leave that in i, I literally sounds like oh no his eyebrows his eyebrows went up into his forehead because like, like, you realize it was like, impressive like sometimes you talk fast enough and like you you say these things and then like a like a like millisecond later you realize what word you actually said and I realized I said out and not up and I like literally froze <laughs> my steps like, oh no yeah. but eating this stuff up but another soundtrack that I remember from my childhood that I absolutely loved I'm just gonna cut in mm, what. I was gonna oh, cut in, and then you kept going. I was gonna. I was gonna say that I've. I anyone who is a Legend of Zelda fan yes. will, of course, concur with you, because the fact is, anyone who knows like played Legend of Zelda has that soundtrack memorized. Like, oh my god, I could play. I could. So I was in. Uh, the percussion section in uh, marching band. Yes, and so I could play on marimba, on marimba, I could play almost every single, uh, like, song from Operator. I, I remember that. And I remember you guys would sit back there and do that stuff all the time. Yeah, I like the windmill theme. Oh, fucking love the windmill theme. Um, but, like, yeah, the, the Legend of Zelda, like, the, the way that man put together music for that Ah, see, is glorious. Even in those days when he didn't have full access to like a full orchestral, orchestral uh suite for video games, like the music themes are enduring and timeless. And the fact that they like, um, when I was I watched someone play like beginning of the pandemic almost a Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time randomizer, and the thing that and he was a big Legend of Zelda nerd was just like the thing that bothered him most was that the randomizer switched the music around and I'm like oh my god that would bother that me would too and that's insane. like yeah so it's just like 
Yeah. Video game music can just have an enduring impact on how you think and like your mood. Like, oh, just like if you if you listen to the what is it? The 25th anniversary. Yes. Uh, I was going to bring that up. Actually. Orchestral yeah. version. Yeah. Of uh, Gerudo Valley. <laughs> Or Gerudo Desert or whatever. That oh. yeah, that, that that soundtrack. So good. I'm not gonna sing the whole thing, but I just like the drums of da, 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 right before it starts. It's just like, yeah, it's so good. It's it's um it's it's one of those things where it's like you you hear these things and like because it's in a video game, like there are things that get stuck in your head and like you don't really realize like true masterpiece that is happening before your eyes because like if you go and listen to the 25th like um zelda anniversary sound like or full orchestral soundtrack it is so good it is just so beautiful and just like you realize that these songs were like just so well put together and like going back through old soundtracks i used to listen to and just like i i love it and the one that i this week had completely forgotten about but like i heard someone mention it and immediately one of the songs popped in my head was the marvel versus capcom 2 soundtrack has no right being as good as it is it's like a full <laughs> like jazz and funk band doing all the songs to it and it's just so good for no reason and it's like one of those things that i'm realizing and a lot with things jordan sent sent me one of them beforehand and it was fucking good like yeah it's one of those things you realize like oh this music is like actually standalone as its own is actually really good and like the one thing i'm realizing with some of these soundtracks like the the authors of these soundtracks composers of these soundtracks had no right to go as hard as they did and they could have just dialed it back with just some like normal just like do 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 like regular fighting like something that just sounds like a fighting game but instead they just pull out all the stops of like no we're gonna do like these just amazing soundtracks yeah yeah, so video game music is art (laughs) well and it's like oh just that just remind me of the fact there's a if you if you partake of the lord of the rings internet fandom as apparently i do now (laughs) um you there was a series of videos that like of people going hard and everybody's been like howard shore when he writes things like the urukai theme and stuff like that there was a series of videos on that they were hilarious um and it's like it's just that with video games too but anyways, continuing yes, on. Okay, one more. What's we'll, next? We'll keep going. Not one more, but yeah, you know. What? Oh God, what eleven should... leashes. What, what the literal f is that? Oh, uh, Jordan has chosen. That's a. That's just a little snippet, so we can just do that quickly. So there's this new movie coming out this week on Netflix. Oh. It's a Korean movie called Love and Leashes, and yes, it, you are right. It is a romance story about a sub and dom. Yep. And I'm like, like, so it's based on a webtoon called, I think, Moral Sense, which I looked up. I haven't read it yet, but I looked it up and it doesn't have a smut tag on it. So interesting to me that it's not smut. Uh, But also, like, I'm intrigued, like, because I'm like, this is kind of (laughs) Shows way more progressiveness than Korean media usually shows about its relation to sex because Korea doesn't like to acknowledge that, like, it's been better recently, but often it just doesn't like to acknowledge that sex exists in in these relationships. So, uh, yeah, I was just, I'm kind of excited for it. I'm going to watch it. It's going to be, it's going to be fun. I'm not going to lie to you, Leah. I'm not probably not going to watch it. You're not going to watch it, but you're going to have to listen to me talk about it. Yeah, like another thing on this list. Um, oh, yeah. You, you could do that one if you want, or we could pick one of mine. Uh, well, that one was short, so yeah, I can do Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You could do, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You could do another one if you want. Um, let's talk about Bad Buddy, which is the worst, one of the worst names for things. So, um. Is it Bad Buddy I... or Bad Baddie is what you wrote? Oh, well, it's Bad Buddy. Okay bad buddy so i don't know if everybody remembers the episode where i lost my shit about a bl that had used the rapist relationship trope and that was history four i lost my mind um so since then i basically haven't watched another bl series at all because i was just done with it i also was like for some reason most of the things coming out were really over the top acting wise and it was just ugh. so i hadn't watched anything but then 
as the year finished out, I saw that with a lot of media roundups that were like the best things of this year, like the best shows of this year. And every single one had the show Bad Buddy on the top of the list, which I had been like, eh, because it was on GMM, which is like the major TV station in Thailand and the stuff that they usually put out, like sometimes they have good ones, but a lot of the time they're just way over the top and crazy. Um, but I decided to watch it like a week ago and I watched it in a, in a day and holy fuck, it's as good as everybody said. Okay. Because Jordan, I've told you many of the problems I have with like BLs and stuff like that and that. And like, yes, it's still got some of the cringe factor that happens. And there's quite a few product placements that I was just like, really, really? But the the actors had really good chemistry. The writing was really good. And the um, person who, the director, made a conscious effort to, like, sock some of the tropes, BL tropes, in the gut and be like, fuck that and make fun of them. And I just think that if you like BL, this is good to know because, like, there's two that they were like, there's one that, so the first one is um, regularly occurs in BL where they go, I'm straight, but I only like this guy. So basically saying that they are straight, but they like this one man. And that's rather than acknowledging that, hey, maybe they're bisexual or pansexual or just gay. And this is a thing that happens all the fucking time, all the time. And it's so annoying. Or that they could be like on the the A A spectrum. Who knows what their sexual orientation is? But everybody gets fucking pissed that they're like, I'm straight, but I only like this one guy because that's fucking stupid. And in this show, they literally said that they're like, oh, you're not going to say I'm straight, but only like this thing. And they made it a joke. And then the people's like, no, I don't care about gender. I could be cool with anyone. And the other one's like, yeah, I'm not really sure what I what I want yet, but I currently like him. And I think gender is I could go for whatever. And I was like, fuck, yeah, that's how you do it. That slaps. That's amazing. So that made me happy. So so she she, um, she she asked, she's like, oh yeah, I was like, so what what do you want? And he didn't just look at him. He's like, I'll tell you what I want, what I really really want. That didn't happen. Yeah, you can ignore me. You can you can just you can just ignore me. It's fine. I said zigga zigga. Don't worry. I'm glad that we're that generation that could just do that. Exactly. The other trope that they decided to sock in the gut is that. Often in East Asian BLs, this is a thing where they always put them as like husband and wife. And it's very much like this, like, you know, in North America, they, they're they like, who's the top? Who's the bottom? Ugh, yeah, Ignoring yeah, yeah. the fact that switches exist. Um, but in, in East Asian uh, BLs, this is way stronger where it's husband and wife. One person's the wifey and one person's the hubby. Like, it's every show does this. They're like, it. it's like. It's not even just positional, clearly. It's them saying who wears the pants in the relationship. Like, that's obviously what it is. Yeah. It's like, it's probably also showing the patriarchal views of these societies anyways, like, existing. Like, that's probably also a problem on that. And in this show, they were like, hey, they said that. The one guy said it on the phone to another person that it was his wife and then the guy went, hey, I'm not really cool, like, with you calling me that. And the guy's like, oh, well, do you want me to be the wife instead? And he's like, I don't really think that's necessary for either of us. And they were like, yeah, you're right. That's weird. And then they were like, because who cares? And I was like, oh, my God, did they just do that? <laughs> so it made fun. me happy. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's I'm always happy when the media that you like does things that are good. Yeah, breaking tropes. Breaking tropes. Breaking. Especially on like mainstream. Yeah, and in a mainstream BL, which is great. It's not just like a smaller one. No, it's great when like a mainstream thing breaks tropes. It's always one of those things where you're serious, like, yeah, you you did it. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, we got it. We did it, guys. We did it. (laughs) We did it. I shouldn't clap directly (laughs) for (laughs) Mike. Probably not. All right. Your turn. Okay. Next. Um, What's next? The, the one, because there's one on here that's going to make me. Uh, okay. I'm going to do a quick one and then I'm going to do a slightly longer one. Is um, okay. I've been playing yep. Pokemon Legends of Arceus. Uh, Legends Arceus. Pokemon. Pokemon. Anyways, this was supposed to be my short one. <laughs> Sorry. 
<laughs> but um, yeah, so I've been um watching, not watching. Oh, God, <laughs> my brain doesn't exist this episode. This is my destiny. Okay, anyways, I've been playing Pokemon Legends Arceus. It's nice. It's just that's what like people was like. There's I know true true fans of the game who are upset about aspects of it. And, like, are raising things like, oh, all your Pokemon level at the same time, so it takes away the challenge. Oh, you have to catch multiple of the same Pokemons, blah, 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 blah. And it's just, like, honestly, it's an open, like, the first open world, truly open world Pokemon game where you can just run around like this. It's basically Breath of the Wild meets Pokemon. And I'm having fun with the gameplay loop of just going, like, hey, I want to go see what's over here. Going over there, catching Pokemon almost like getting destroyed by like an enraged pokemon and having to run halfway across the map to avoid it and just i i'm just truly enjoying the gameplay loop and what i will here's i was just gonna ask a question because the last pokemon game that came out there was a bunch of people who were saying that they were they hadn't played games in years like pokemon games in in a while except for like black be like they stopped after black because all the pokemon games are the same so wouldn't you want it to be different because all the pokemon games have been the same for the past like yeah, 15 it, it, games and that's that's the refreshing part about it is it's it's a pokemon game because there's pokemon in it that you catch and you battle but it's just a relaxing gameplay loop of just being able to go wherever do whatever. Mm, that's nice. Like, that like nice. it's it's more of like a JRPG where like you can pick up quests to do. You can just run around, like catch certain things. You can just do whatever you want. There is a main story, but you can just do whatever you want. And that's why my rating of it is just Pokemon Legends Arceus. It's nice. It's just nice. That's nice. It's just good to have just, just a nice. nice game. Sometimes it's just yeah. nice. Sometimes. Sometimes that's what we need. It's like you don't need to have super like Pokemon doesn't have to have super death depth and i'm finding out that i'm probably not good at it because i'm like having to revive my pokemon like after every battle so i'm doing something wrong but this is just fun it's, it's hey, nice and, and also just saying we need more just nice games because the fact is is that games are supposed to not just appeal to us adults are supposed to appeal to children as well and that's fucking important yeah <laughs> so and that's the thing with like making all these like like M-rated games are the new norm, but like it's like Nintendo, Nintendo, God, Nintendo. God, it's literally <laughs> happening like to me. <laughs> like every time I open my mouth, but Nintendo is like like they they aren't doing as good as like Sony and um, Microsoft as far as games, but like they will always be a mainstay in the gaming world because they mm -hmm. make games that are accessible to everybody and that are just fun. They make a lot of party games. Yeah. They make a lot of games that you can just literally like turn on, play for like 10 minutes, and then put down. It's not going to make you upset. It's not going to, like, it's just nice. And they encourage indie games, which yeah. we love. Oh, God. The Switch has so many indie games on it. Like, they, they port to the Switch very easily. Yeah. But um, And then the other thing that I actually wanted to talk about, not a lightning round one, is um the return of the comic Saga. After Woo. Saga... Went on hiatus in 2018. And they're like, oh, we're going to do a six-month hiatus. And they just now came back a week ago with um, the, their newest issue. Like, and it was one of the like more exciting things where I texted Leah. I was like, okay, do I just read this online because I want to read it? Or do I wait till I have my issue in hand and read the actual paper copy? Leah's like, you want to read the paper. I gave him the smart answer, which is that if you can't appreciate it on a full screen computer, then you need to wait because you want to do it and give it its due, due justice. And that was that was the right option. It's so like Saga is one of my favorite comics, period, because it's it's just so good and just so weird. And it's like dumb at times, but it's like deep and heartfelt at others. And like it's very diverse in like you know the cast were both like you know humans and aliens but also like skin color and sexuality and other things like that throughout and like there was like one thing where like a trans character came out as trans to a guy and it's like well it doesn't matter it's like love is love type thing and it's just mm. nice. does they do a good job making you feel good while having some of the more raunchy jokes I've ever read in a comic and having like really just overly sexual moments. But it's just like, 
it's just a fun read and this they came back after dropping a huge cliffhanger on us like just pushing us off the side of the cliff and we fell there for five years oh four years and it came back and it's just it's this always the worry with like after a huge title oh hiatus i said hiatal oh god after a huge <laughs> what is you're changing it to changing L's at all, the end yeah, of every word. Has L, but after a huge hiatus, it's always the worries like, is it going to be as good? And they show that they can easily pick the story back up even after multiple years. And I, I loved this new issue that came out. The art was great. Um, I don't know if I showed you my favorite like screenshot from the thing that was like um, where her mom is like, oh yeah, we're smugglers. And then the caption right next to it is like, no, we were drug dealers. And it's, just, <laughs> and it's just very funny, just very, just, it's so good. And, like, I recommend this for everybody. It might not be your thing because it is, like, it, if it was going to be, like, a TV show, it would be a very hard, mature, or R rating. Like, very hard because, like, you know, language, nudity, the certain themes that happen, violence and all of that, it'd be very hard R rating, but it's so good. It's just so good. Nice. And I'm just so glad it's back and they're releasing issues regularly again. And I'm going to pick up all of them because I love it more than any other comic I've ever read. Oh, so nice. But yeah. That's yeah, great. Yeah. It's, it's, That's awesome. it's so good. It's so good. Also, nice. diversity in bodies so, shapes too. Anyway, sorry. Go on. <laughs> amazing. Well, I was just going to be like, so should we do one more? Or I think. I'm good on my thing, so you because I don't need to talk about the other one I have on the list. You could talk about one more, and then we could close out. Okay, well then I'm gonna talk about Legend of Vox Machina. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna go too behind the scenes, but the way Leah said that to me because she knows it's something that bothers me was very well, funny. No, I'm actually, gonna talk about hold on. Of, I know I like this thing, but fucking get over it, Jordan. I was like, I know. Well, the other option is is that I could save it. No, for no, thing talk about the, not all of the episodes have come out yet. You can, so I could wait until the entire Leah, thing is done. You can talk about it as many times as you want. Well, I mean it. I truly mean it. I know, but I'm also like, we could talk about it when the rest of the episodes have come out. Give it here, because then there's other things on this list that Give I can talk preliminary, about. Give because you know what I'm gonna say. I want to hear about it. Give your preliminary thoughts on it. And like, because, yeah, I, I liked when we do like, Fine. hey, when and we it, first watched it, I thought this. And then like, oh, the last episode either fulfilled okay. it or made me upset. Do that. Okay. If And if it's short, I'll talk about the other thing I have. Um, so I started Legend of Vox Machina. Um, Critical Role's Legend of Vox Machina, which is their first uh, campaign. Um, it was one of the biggest kickstarting events they ever had or on uh, Kickstarter events ever. And uh, it's this whole entire series now. And I've watched at this point, the first, what are we on? Six episodes. Um, yeah. And it's really well done. It's a fun time. I've never seen, and I will tell everybody, I've never seen the first campaign at all. I don't know anything about it. Well, okay. That's a lie. I know some things about it. I know vague things about it based on things people have said. I don't know anything about the Briarwood arc or whatever. Um, I just know vague stuff and who people end up with because ships are everything, you know. Um, and I'm really enjoying it. It's a fun time. It's like classically animated, which is very nice. Like the animation style is really old school feels like something i would have watched in cartoon but the language and the content is not um it's a fun time i have uh, currently currently haven't finished it i recommend it it's a good time i enjoy it the jokes are fun uh yeah i don't think you need to have watched critical role to enjoy this i think that everyone will find enjoyment out of it and yeah i think it's worthwhile it you know what? I again another one that I was just gonna say the blanket thing of I'm glad that people are enjoying it. <laughs> Guys, I think I think Jordan's patronizing me. No, I'm just joking. I know you're not. Um, <laughs> Leah, it's, 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 though, it's, it's hilarious saying, you said that job. because I absolutely am. Screw you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh God! Every time he's like, "Good job," and I'm like, it's fine. <laughs> uh, "Last thing I was gonna say." 
was I've been reading a lot of books recently. As you know, romance books, particularly I've been trying to find, and if anybody can tell me more, I want to find LGBT or male, male fantasy romance, particularly. That's what I want to read. I'm, read a I'm couple gonna interrupt so you really quick. When you say male, male, I just imagined like a weird, weird, weird like black comedy of a man falling in love with a piece of male, M A I L, and I'm just like, oh no, Ma- oh, here's no. male on male. I'm just like, ah, don't you know, put your dick you know, in that envelope. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I was just about to make that joke. He's like. It's- are you gonna are you gonna stuff this envelope? <laughs> <laughs> but uh if anybody knows any recommendations, please do let me know. I did read recently um uh Lord Mouse, or actually I listened to it on audiobook, which I haven't listened to an audiobook in a while, but it's got a fantastic audiobook reader. Um Josh Leslie, I think his name is, apparently known for doing LGBT books. Fantastic voice. Also ended up being that the end of the story almost entirely paralleled a D&D character that I have. So much so that I immediately voice memoed my DM and was like cackling so much. She's like, I need you to send me a new one. I can't understand what you're saying. You're laughing too hard. So I enjoyed that. But the other thing, the reason I'm telling you about the books I'm reading, because I'm still reading. I'm still reading romance. That's primarily what I'm reading. Jordan knows this, but I'm, I've been reading romance, right? He's away. He's <laughs> lounging at the yes. moment. Um, yes, I am. <laughs> uh, is that I'm still trying to work my way through Sarah J. Moss's, oh, which yep. is Jordan, the fairy I, I It's on I'm the working list. my way through the... F- <laughs> I put that note for you so that you would know that it's the fairy dick book. Yeah. Um, her book series, A Court of Thorns and Roses, which if you don't know, the... Both BookTok and Bookstagram fucking love Sarah J. Moss to bits. She's like the person who basically started this whole, like, smutty adult romance fantasy thing. Like, that it became mainstream and is no longer just classified as erotica. Like, she's the person who started this off and created, like, this adult uh, romance fantasy, like, craze that's going on. And everybody loves her. And I'm reading her third book and I'm still slogging through it because my friends want me to finish it. But I got to say, and Jordan knows this, I struggle to finish things. And that's been really hard this month. Like I've been really struggling to finish anything. That book especially. Because I think what I've realized, she's not a great writer. <laughs> I like, like the, Which is unfortunate. I, I, I made the face that I did. Because, again, we need to just have like live streams where we do this. But I made the face that I did because I am not in the least bit surprised by what you just said. Yeah. Well, it's sad because I'm reading currently another very popular series um, from Blood and Ash. And I can tell from that that her writing's better. Like, her writing is easier to read. And I didn't realize I cared about that. But yeah, something about the third book, which is largely about war... I'm just like, I couldn't give a flying fuck. I couldn't give a flying fuck about what's happening. And I know I need to finish it. And that ever, I hope that no one who I've told is <laughs> who cares about this that I finish it. I will finish it. It's going to happen. But uh, man, she just like writes her female characters in a way that I'm not really a huge fan of. They're not smart people. They're kind of dumb, actually. And that comes through in the fact that she doesn't write dialogue very well. She writes really short, choppy dialogue and tends to repeat herself so that it kind of, for me, makes the female characters who are doing the narration sound stupid. Like, they sound not intelligent because they just don't have good dialogue. They don't talk in, like, a natural way. That's unfortunate. Like, truly, that's unfortunate. It's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. Well, I mean, again, yeah. hate to sound patronizing to her, but like, I'm not surprised at all that I'm not. Yeah. Just based on what I've heard about well, these books and like the video that you and Glenn sent me, I'm not surprised. Yeah. No, I'm not surprised at all, too. It's just kind of sad because I like hope that 
people realize that they can jump off of her books and like the thing that I hope is that people realize by me saying that I'm not enjoying her writing is that it's okay to say you don't like her because often on the internet you get crucified for saying shit like that. I don't really like her writing. It's okay to say that. Jump onto other series. It's fine to like other series more than her series. Yeah. Don't forget yeah, that. No, we're not we're not like we're not like Twilight here. Where Twilight was like, the people on that were like, this is the best piece. I, Jordan knows this because this was my high school experience. <laughs> yeah. I literally fought people about Twilight. <laughs> I, I was there people. for a lot of those fights. <laughs> I read the first book for the sole purpose of being able to combat <laughs> people who said that it was a good Because I asked you why I you read that book and you were just like, no. No. It's so bad. I read it so that I could tell people this is a poorly written book. God, I I am laughing so hard because I remember I'm like because I'm like, why are you reading this? If it's just like what is happening? It's like, oh, because it's like you told me why and I just it's so that's so funny. That it is was so, so funny. it was because everybody was like, it's so great, it's really well done, and the people were defending it way more than they should, which is like, yes, I don't care if you like Twilight. You like Twilight and you enjoy it, that's fine. I, you were always allowed to do that. It was the fucking massive amounts of girls who were like, this is so well done, this is amazing, like, it's a great piece of literature. It is not a fucking great piece of literature. She, like, speaks in single word dialogue. It's and this is kind of the same thing is I'm just telling people to remember if you don't like something like that because you like don't like the style of how it's written or something and you're afraid people aren't going to be okay because the internet says it's okay not to like things don't worry there's a lot of us out here who also agree and that's totally fine and there are other ones that are better and don't always believe what Goodreads says about the ratings because there recently I've been finding a lot of ones that are four star ratings suck. that actually are worse than the three star ones. So just remember that everybody rates differently. I tend to rate based on language. Like I really like certain like like how I apparently did not realize this was still a thing. Jordan knows this was a thing in high school. I really like really well written shit. Like I like things that are well written. Okay, not surprising. And that. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's some people it's not like I didn't think it was as something I cared about. Apparently it is. But yeah. Anyways, that's it. That's it. I That's, that's it. it. We're, We're done. done. Um but no. Clap our hands. Okay. Goodbye. Okay, bye. <laughs> that's gonna be our our okay, sign bye. off for now. It's just like, okay, we're done. We're done. Bye. It just cut to black. <laughs> There's gonna be no outro. Yeah. It's just like <laughs> I'm going to have like a clipping sound at the end so you can just hear <laughs> but yeah no that was good um I'm glad we had time to like actually talk about some of those things um the world is a weird place I'm sorry I looked at the list of what we what? talked about I was like yeah we did start with Attack on Titan I'm really glad that we just started with that and did it end with that which you know you know here's a here's a good wow. ending thing I've been playing a lot of D&D mm -hmm. and D&D's fucking awesome and I would tell everybody, if you've never had a chance to play D&D, you should play some fucking D&D. Because it's been helping me get through one of the hardest Januaries I've had in a long time. And it gets me through my week to week. I highly recommend it. Whether you're a player or a so, DM. really quick. Do it. It's here, a good time. Here's how, if we were doing this in a TV show, how I would have filmed that scene. We open the door. I'm walking through the house with the camera. We open the door. Mm -hmm. We walk in. We are sitting mm -hmm. at the table for the newspaper. I've been playing a lot of D&D. It just goes into <laughs> And I put down oh. the newspaper and I like put both hands yes. on my knees and stand up and then lean and then lean on the fireplace. <laughs> That's exactly how it meant. <laughs> we think alike. That's hilarious. We okay. Alike. We yeah. got to close the show because I'm getting very I think, that's a good, I think that's a good way to end. It's just, hey, remember that your, your fantasy things and using your imagination can get you through hard times, particularly if you're struggling with mental health stuff sometimes seeing the people you like uh on the weekend to play D, &D or thinking about who knows what magical shit or aliens or uh or space or robots or fairies or dinosaurs can get you through hard times there we go i brought it all together we've got an ending cut shoot put it to print we got it put it on okay a we're gonna go it's now motivation. bye <laughs> Say bye, Leah. <laughs> oh, we're actually leaving? I thought you were going to give no, an outro. No, you, you just, you said Goodbye. that was the outro. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay.
Bye, everyone. <laughs>